The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 16, The Three Phases of Creating Team Success and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to the Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey to start a thriving online business of their own. Once again, I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'm here with my great and good friend, Michael Tanner. Hey, Michael, how is it going this week, my friend? Good, Stephen. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. I am looking forward to this week's discussion, what's on the docket this week? Well, what's on the docket this week is a, a very crisp 30-minute episode. We'll talk about it a little bit in the behind the scenes where we, uh, we're we getting a late start because we're trying to play with some new technology, but we're going to make this a good crisp uh, podcast in 30 minutes. But we're gonna, from a leadership standpoint, we're going to talk about the three phases of any team. Uh, any new team, change of members, change of leadership, whatever. When you put a team of people together, that team is going to go through these three phases. We're going to talk about those, what they are, but probably more importantly, we're going to talk about what do you do in the midst of each of those phases as a leader of that team, as a team member of that team, what do you do? What do you focus on during those three phases to ensure that you're going to have a successful team? How's that sound? All right. I love talking about teams and uh, how those things come together. Looking forward to it. Let's roll. All right, so we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to give you the three phases. Uh, it's a nice little uh, rhyming cliche here uh, for the three phases, and then we'll dive into what they are. But uh, the three phases of any team is first forming, then storming, then norming. Forming, storming, and norming. Uh, so let's jump into phase number one. This is the forming phase. Uh, if you will, this is the honeymoon phase. This is, uh, you know, we're, we're all new to one another, so we're kind of getting together. We're understanding our roles and responsibilities on the team. So this is the early days of the team. Now, again, this could be, you know, totally new team. Everybody on the team is, is brought together as a team together uh, for the very first time, or it might be that a significant number of your team members have been swapped out. I like to use the analogy of a college football team every year. They're kind of, you know, they have a turnover where they have new team members or maybe it's just a change of, you know, significant or key players in the team, a leader or a key contributor or something like that. But when you bring that new group of people together, the first thing that you're going to have is this honeymoon phase, this forming phase. Now, the way you want to navigate this forming phase is you want to focus on relationships. You want to start to build relationships. You have people together that don't know each other. And one of the most important things as a team is that you begin to understand each other, know one another uh, such that you can relate to each other, in, you know, in better ways and so forth. So for this forming phase, you want to focus on building relationships. What's your thoughts there, Stephen? Yeah, I, I like the, um, I like the, the way that you, you know, this, this cutesy kind of name forming, storming, norming, however you look at it and however you think about it, it it's these three core elements, these, the, this way that teams come together that they begin to operate as a team, and then they begin to mature as a team. So when I think about this forming stage, I really think about this as being really the, the, the foundation, right? It's the slab of the house being, yeah. being poured. It's going to be really what's going to take all of the weight of 
what's to come. And the team has to begin this relationship phase. And, and t- teams are always going through some level of forming because people are coming and going on a regular basis. And to think that the team never changes would would just not be reality in today's modern business world where there's just so much volatility and the economy's good right now and 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 people are looking for different opportunities, which is likely to mean that you're going to have people shifting in and out of your team at any given time. But what's key to this forming uh, component here of these three is to me, it's, it's the foundation. It's the bedrock. It's, it's how do you begin to construct the house and how does it bear the weight of what's to come? And if you think about this in terms of uh, maybe a relationship uh, outside of maybe the business world, I kind of equate this to uh, your dating, right? You're dating someone and you're thinking about maybe proposing and asking that question and, and you're really getting to know them and you're really understanding what makes them tick and what's important to them and really paying attention and listening and thinking about developing deeper relationships and recognizing the values and strengths and weaknesses that each of you bring to the relationship and and similar to a relationship where you're, you're dating or going into an engagement period, thinking about getting married, same with a team. It's got to evolve and begin to have this, this structural foundation that's going to enable everything to come, which is in these next two phases. Once we start talking about them as well. Yeah. You know, you, you bring out some really, really good points uh, there. You know, one thing I want to make, uh, or highlight what you said is that uh, this is not, you know, a one-time phase, if you will, once you get through forming, then you move on to, to a storming and norming and you never come back to forming. That's certainly not true. As you know, as I said, you know, one team member leaves, you get a new team member. Well, at some level, you've got to go through the forming phase again. It may not be as, you know, as, as strong a phase as when you first brought a full team together, because now it's just a, a single individual, but you're going to go through the forming phase again uh, when you have a, a new team member like that. Uh, and, and, you know, I think your, your dating analogy is, is great as well because you're right. I mean, in this forming phase, it's all about the building relationship. And if you think about the, the dating phase, right now I recognize this is, this is uh, not necessarily true in the corporate world and with your team, but in the dating phase, you, you can't spend enough time together, right? You want to spend as much time as you possibly can together. And underlying the, the motive, underlying motive for that is so that you can build a stronger relationship, a closer relationship. And you need to focus, the, uh, you know, on building those relationships in this forming phase as well. So this is where you're going to you're going to have lengthy team meetings probably here together. You know, you're going to all get in a conference room. You're going to talk about what are your big goals? What are your plans as a team? You know, how are you going to come? So you're going to spend a lot of teamwork time together. You're probably going to do maybe some personality assessments. Uh, some communication assessments, things like that, so that you know how to communicate with one another, you know, as best as you possibly can. And so you're just going to spend a lot of time together and building those relationships in this first forming phase. Yeah. And and just to put a bow on the forming phase, a couple other things as you walked through that came to mind, uh, just thinking about this. And one, it, it's trust building, right? You're going to be in this phase really establishing a level of trust with one another that's going to enable you to, you know, face those challenging times and really lock arms and and be able to count on each other. 
And another thing I think about is this is a big observation time, right? Where maybe you're taking a little bit of a backseat and you're, and you're really observing each other and recognizing what each of you bring to this dynamic called a team. And it, it's just this kind of give and take and, and trust and just trying to feel right together and, and kind of fit in together. And that's going to serve you well as you go into these next two phases. Yeah, absolutely. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Well, let's move to phase number two. Phase number two is storming. Okay. So uh, what's going to happen here is now you're going to start to spend enough time together and you're going to start to, um, uh, you, you know, do the hard work of trying to accomplish a goal. You, you've come together as a team for the purpose of accomplishing some type of goal, right? You wouldn't have come together as a team if you didn't have some purpose. And so there's some big goal out there that you're trying to go after that you're trying to win. And in this storming phase, two things is gonna, are, are going to happen. One, you're going to spend enough time with one another that, you know, let's just be honest, personalities are going to clash. You, you know, we've been in this conference room together for a week now or months now or whatever. And, you know, I'm just getting tired of sitting next to you and I'm getting tired of your comments. So you're going to start to have some of those personality clashes. But also, you're going to get to work about accomplishing the goal. And a lot of times that work is hard work. It's difficult work. It's stressful work, and you, you're going to get into this storming phase where you as a team start to feel like you're at one another's throat, right? You're always kind of bickering with one another, or you're always stressed out about it. And, and it's, I, I like to call this also the messy middle, right? You've you started, you're all energized, you're all excited, we're going to go get this goal. Now, when you win, when you accomplish the goal, then that's all excitement too. But everything in the middle is really, really messy a lot of times. And right here in this forming phase, that's what you're experiencing. You're experiencing all that stress and all that pressure and all the difficulty of trying to go after that lofty goal that you as a team have. And it's hard. It's just hard. So what do you, what do, you do when you find yourself as a team, you're in the middle of this storming phase? Well, first of all, you just got to acknowledge that. You got to communicate and share with the team members, look, guys, hey, look, we're in the messy middle here. We're in the storming phase. I know we're all working hard. It's difficult. We've been together on this team for months now. You know, you just got to kind of acknowledge that. But as a, as a part of acknowledging the fact that you're in the storming phase, one of the most important things you can do, and you can't over communicate this enough, you have to remind the team of the goal. What is the goal we're trying to accomplish? And why are we trying to accomplish that goal? What, you know, how are we going to feel or what are we going to do or, or what is it going to make available to us and all that, right? So you've got to stay focused on and over communicate the goal, the purpose of this team being together and why you're working so hard to accomplish that goal. Because a lot of times that's the only thing that's going to drive you as a team and as individuals on that team through this storming phase, through this messy middle phase. Yeah. And th this phase is, is critical. Uh, I, I think of this in terms of it's got to have a lot of synergy in this phase, right? This is where you look back to the first phase and you have to leverage these relationships that you have built through the forming stage. If you don't have the forming stage sufficiently uh, met or enough uh, that you can effectively move on to the next stage, it's, it's going to pose a problem. So you've got to be able to lean and leverage these, lean on and leverage these relationships, leverage that trust, leverage uh, that 
that kind of period of where you got to know each other because now you got to go after it, right? Now you've got to see the prize. You're you're seeing these goals, these these goals that you have to collectively respond to, and that's where these relationships are going to be so critical. That's where the trust kicks in. And you have to have this synergy because if one of you goes after a goal, likely you're not going to get there as effectively as, as if the team collectively rallies around these targets, recognizes where the organization needs to go, and puts their full focus and energy towards achieving something of significance. And you're going to struggle, right? But you're going to struggle in this phase. And that's normal because anything worthwhile is is going to be hard. And right. you're going to have failures. You're going to experience failures. And that is precisely the time that you've got to leverage everything from the forming stage to be successful, to be able to break through these barriers, to be able to recognize that it's tough, to come together, lock arms, move forward, have success, so you can then go on to this next and final stage of this uh, teamwork process. Yeah, very good points there. It, you know, and can't overemphasize, you know, this messy middle, this storming phase, it's just difficult. It's just hard. And, and you know, I, I would never want to candy coat that for anybody. It, it's just difficult. Uh, and, you know, you may find yourself in a situation where you have team members, uh, hopefully it's very few, but you may have some team members that have decided that they're not up for the challenge of accomplishing the goal. And in the middle of this storming phase, you may have a, you know, a change of team uh, members. You know, some may leave your team, others may come in and things like that. And as I, as we mentioned earlier, then you're going to kind of cycle back through to some degree to the forming phase build up relationship with that new team member that just came in and, and so forth and back to norming uh, or, or, or storming. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just difficult, but here's the, here's the, the, the end zone that you're trying to get to, if you will, the touchdown you're trying to get to eventually you as a team are going to get to this third phase called the norming phase. This is where you as a team, anyway, it, it just starts to click. And again, I like to use the uh, college football team analogy, but during the week, now when you're in this forming phase, hopefully, you know, by say mid-season or so, you're in this norming phase and, you know, you're going out on the practice field and the plays are just kind of clicking. You know, you, you've you memorized the plays well enough and your role in each of those plays that once you execute the play, it's almost muscle memory. So now as a team, you're almost kind of on automatic. You're operating almost automatically uh, just because you've worked so much together already that you just kind of click and it works well together. Well, here's the thing to do. Here's the thing to focus on when you're in this norming phase. You can't just let well enough alone, right? You have to always be striving for more, be striving for better. So don't fall to the temptation when you're in this norming phase of saying, well, everything's all good. Everything's all, you know, hunky-dory and we can just let it ride from here. We can just let it coast because it never just rides. It never just coasts. Uh, it'll only get worse if you if you do that. You have to pay attention to, you know, key performance metrics and just different things like that for the purpose of making small tweaks to your team such that you can make that even better, that that muscle memory, that working together, you can make it even better. Again, a college football team, they win on a Saturday. Well, they don't just sit back and wait till next Saturday. No, they get back out on the field and they keep running those plays and they keep tweaking them, maybe making some small changes or making some tweaks and some, you know, a few individual mistakes or something like that. They keep working on it all week long 
so that they can be even better than next Saturday. So in the storming phase, don't just let it ride. You want to be tweaking the the team to make every little ounce of performance, you know, bring every ounce of performance you can out of that team. Yeah. And uh, those are great points. And I think of this also is kind of the maturity of the team coming into focus. We've, we've, and you're absolutely right. There's going to be this constant circular process that you're going to always be forming. You're going to always be storming. You're going to always be norming and you're never in one place all the time, but it's just recognizing that an effective team is going through these stages on a consistent basis. And it's recognizing this, understanding this and being able to adapt to this. That's going to make your team stand out and be more successful maybe than some other teams. And in the norming, this maturing cycle that you get into, if you're lucky enough to have a team that has had some stability that are, are just really tight at the hip that have had some time together that can almost in some ways understand without saying it, but recognizing and finishing each other's sentences, so to speak, because you're that comfortable and familiar with each other. And I think of this also as having this strong built-in compatibility with each other, both in character, both in understanding their strengths and each other's strengths, understanding where there are gaps, understanding how to, how to dive in and, and close gaps for each other, picking up somebody when they're down, really, you know, uh, focusing on, uh, helping each other to that promised land. And I also think of this as not just like in storming, we're all, we're going after it, right? We got this team, we're going after a goal, but norming to me is you really understand what the finish line looks like. And you really then say, how can we not just achieve this goal? How can we exceed expectations as a team and really stand out differently? And it's really, um, just this continuous improvement that you talk about. It's never being satisfied in the status quo, recognizing there's always an opportunity to do something better, faster, cheaper, differently, innovation, and taking it to the next level. And it, it's something that you know, a lot of people understand and talk about, but it's something that very, very few teams can, can get to a place and realize that because it's such a difficult thing. And these three, these three areas of forming, storming, and norming are, you could, you could rename them and, and insert another name for them, but those are the names that, that we choose to use. But the things that go within each bucket are the keys and how you adapt yourself to these different phases is going to ultimately determine how successful you and your team are. Yeah, you know, one dynamic that that came to mind as you were explaining that, Stephen, is one of the most stressful parts of the storming phase is that during the storming phase, you you don't have clarity, and sometimes you even have disbelief in can we accomplish this goal, right? Especially in the storming phase, you you just can't see light at the end of the tunnel, if you will, right? I just I'm not so sure we can we can do this or, or I certainly don't know how we can do this. And I, and again, you may even start to have this disbelief. I, I, yeah, I don't think we can, we can meet this goal, but as you start clicking as a team and as you get into the norming phase, that then you start to realize, Oh yeah, we can do this. Right. Even if you made a bunch of mistakes and you've, you know, kind of course corrected and, and so forth, 
just when you get into that norming phase and you as a team start to click, just that all working together starts to make you feel like, yeah, we can accomplish this. We can do this, right? We can win. We can, we can achieve this goal. And you start to see how you can achieve it. And I'll tell you the most, the, the number one ingredient in how you will achieve the goal is together. You know, it's because you start to feel like we're working together and you almost start to feel like, well, together we can do anything. And, and so that certainty, that confidence that you can actually achieve the goal starts to come out in this norming phase. Uh, and, and again, you just, it, it's almost this euphoria. You just start to feel like, yeah, man, we're a team. We can go accomplish this thing. Uh, but though you're going to go through those three phases, you're going to go through them multiple times as a team, uh, guaranteed. You're not going to skip over one of them. You're going to go through those phases. Every team does. So that's how you handle those three teams or three, uh, three phases though. Yeah. I think that's um, an excellent discussion in, in just the whole concept of how teams exist, how are they created, brought together, and then begin to form and, and, become synergistic and then how do they take and transcend that into significant accomplishments? So I think that's excellent conversation. And um, I hope our, and, and would have expected that our listeners probably got a few things out of that. I know I just, every time that's we talk about part. stuff like this, I, I pick up a few tips, man. I just, I just love these types of discussions. So I agree. We could nerd out on. Oh man. I geek out on this stuff. So Let's let's go ahead and shift to behind the scenes, and uh, we'll we'll close up the episode here with talking about what's been going on in our businesses and and life uh, since we last met. So, what's been going on with you, my friend? Well, so one thing that I'm doing uh, is uh, really interesting. I'm excited because in nine minutes from now, we're going to jump into our mastermind call, uh, and Heather's going to join us, uh, and I'm going to share with you guys how. I'm hoping to build a community of leaders around the product catalog, uh, product catalog or product ladder. Uh, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago, I think, on the podcast. But I want to build a community of people around the products that I want to offer, mainly because I want to ensure that the experience of our my customers are is just you know top notch, and that they're achieving the goals that they have and participating in some of the courses and reading books and things like that. I want to make sure they're achieving their goals, but I also want to support them with a community surrounding them for the purpose of doing that. I don't want, ever want someone to just buy one of my courses and maybe they don't finish it and just kind of set it aside. They don't achieve the goals that they had in, in their leadership skills or whatever. And then I just kind of never hear from them again and they never hear from me again. I want to make sure that there's a top-notch community experience that my customers are going through. So I'm excited to share that tonight with our mastermind group and get the feedback from you guys on how to best build that experience for my customers. Uh, so anyway, that's that's kind of behind the scenes for me that I'm excited about building up to that. Yeah, what I what I love about that is is you're not just selling like so many people do these days. They go out and sell a they sell a course, collect the money, and move on with life. And there's never another thought about Who's on the other end of that transaction? And right. what I right. what I know about you is that you're you want to get to a point where you've established the trust, uh, the, the the know, like, and trust you and what you're offering, and recognize you as adding value in their lives. And then at some point, you make them an offer on something that's going to help them. They right. they accept that offer. They purchase a course from you, for example, and then 
it's not about, oh, they lose motivation. They, they just set it on the shelf, but you follow up, you build not, you're not selling a commodity, you're selling uh, a service, a relationship, and you're following up and you're doing things that so many people choose not to do because they've collected the money and they forgot about the rest. So that's right. what, that's what makes people successful is doing those things. So I'm excited, excited that that's the way you're looking at it. And I think you're going to, you're going to have much greater success with the way you're thinking about it than maybe some others out there. So um, just good stuff. Let me, let me tell you about, let me tell you a couple things going on with me. I, let me tell you what I achieved this week. Oh, let me think. Let me see if I can number them all. That nothing. Yeah. I got nothing done this week. Nothing out for us here. Oh, I got nothing done. I just, uh, in my, in my day job, I've been just in this season of work for me, uh, at the beginning of, if you're in a corporate environment, you can relate. I'm sure the beginning of a year, the end of a end of a year, beginning into the other into the next year where you have planning cycles and, and sales plan cycles and, and presentations and kickoffs and summits and things that you're doing to establish the framework for your business in the new year. So that's what, that's what my week has been filled with. I loved every minute of it. It's been extremely valuable to me, but what it has done is it's taking a lot of time outside of work as well that I've been just not able to spend as, t as much time or really any time over the last week in my side hustle. But, but you know what? That's okay. That's going to happen. And you just got to roll with that. And you've got to prioritize what's important, what's going on in your life. And you've got to make sure that you're, you're tending to your business in the right way. And that's something that I've been doing over this last week. So I'll get back into it over the next week or so and start, start doing some things. But one, one thing I did want to share is that I had an interesting conversation. Uh, so my CEO came in, he was, he was uh, visiting uh, over this last week and he sat down and we were, we were chatting about some things and he said to me, Hey, somebody told me you're doing a podcast. He did. He said, Hey, you know, wow. so he, you know, so-and-so, and he didn't say who so-and-so was that that's not really not a big deal. He said, so-and-so said, um, you know, you're doing a podcast. And, and if I knew anything about that, meaning the CEO and he's, and he didn't. So I, my first thought when in my head is like, uh oh, I hope that's not going to be a problem, right? Right. right? You know, but and it wasn't. So uh, he was very supportive. So I, I was e extremely transparent, and I'd recommend everybody out there if you're doing a side hustle, there's nothing wrong with that. You've just got to know your ethics. You've got to have. You've got to understand boundaries, and you've got to understand how to compartmentalize your, your main day job and anything you're doing on the side to build and to reach your dreams. And I, and I walked him through very transparently. Here's what I'm doing in the coaching space. Here's what I'm doing in the podcast space. Here's what I'm doing in the courses space. And I made sure to confirm that my day job is my number one priority. He is aware of that. And, um, I just walked him through what I was doing and he was very, very supportive, recognized that, that, um, you know, people do have lives outside of their, of their full-time jobs. And, yes. and, and he was supportive and he was curious and interested and asking questions. So I just found that to be a, a very refreshing way to look at that. And I would love to think and know that I would support uh, folks who worked with and for me in the same way. So I just was really yeah. appreciative, appreciative 
of that feedback. And I, and I told him as, as much. So anyway, I just wanted to share that little nugget as well. No, that's awesome. And, and look, I mean, this is the reality of the world we live in. You and I both that's have right. real jobs, right? We have full-time, uh, you know, sometimes overtime, full jobs. Um, and we're doing this side hustle. And, and oh, by the way, we both have families too. And so, uh, you know, on occasion, we want to spend time with them and do fun things with them and things like that too. Uh, and so it's the reality that we have to face. Occasionally, what all of that means is that there's going to be periods of time where we can't make progress. We can't be doing things that we need to be doing on this side hustle. And hopefully, you know, your CEO, hopefully he's going to listen to this episode and he's going to recognize that you were busting it last week. I mean, you were getting it done last week and it meant that you made the right priority call and you put the, you know, the, the corporate gig ahead of your, your side hustle because just the time of the year and, and the activities that need to get done, that's what was required. Absolutely. And you made the right call uh, and, and did that. So, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled for you that, that he really is interested in that and supports that. Cause I know that makes a big deal. If, if you didn't have that support, it'd make this much more stressful. I get that. I know that. Yeah. I'm glad that he's able to do that, but yeah, it's just the reality we live in. And as you said, don't get discouraged by that and, and give up, but just acknowledge it and now move on. Yeah. Well, that's great. It looks like we are almost out of time getting ready for that big mastermind meeting here in a couple of minutes that you spoke of earlier. Sure. Why don't you bring us, bring us home, Michael? All right, we'll do. So um, you're leading a team. Recognize you're going to go through those three phases, the, the uh, forming, storming, and norming phase, and just follow the, you know, what we told you to go through in each of those phases. And, and you'll navigate that just, just, just swell. Uh, Look us up, leaderpreneurshow.com, leaderpreneurshow.com. You can find the show notes for uh, today's episode. And be sure you share the podcast with everybody you know so that we can spread the word as well. Next week, we're going to be talking about building team commitment, building team commitment. So join us next week. But until we speak to you then from Stephen and I both, be blessed and lead well. 